That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 232 of the S&D Podcast Show. The whole gang is here. Steven's here. Vin, Danny. What's going on, boys? How much, Vin? Welcome back. How's it going, bud? Uh, it's going well. It's been a while. A couple of months now, but we're back, ready, watching some early morning football. I love I love early morning football. This is what we it's can... like to live in California. Exactly. We should all move to California, just for that. Yeah, and then get even more murdered in taxes than we do. Yeah, I do, uh, then we'll just go there on Sundays. That's it. <laughs> I want to be wealthy enough so I can just go to California on Sundays. Forget <laughs> it. We'll go to Seattle. I'm sure they don't have. We'll oh, just oh. deal with a lot of rain. Yeah, uh, then you. Uh, there's a little high suicide rate in Seattle. So stay well, in Seattle. As Packer fans, <laughs> yes. Yeah, forever stay away from Seattle and you're. I mean. I'm yeah. so glad you're going to. They're getting a hockey team called the Seattle Barzells. So there's nothing to worry about. I really want to know what they're calling this team. They haven't learned but a name I, yet. Yeah, I mean, the the expansion drafted like after this season. We still don't know what the name is yet. I The report is they're going to announce it around the All-Star game. At least we know they won't get sued by West Point for having a similar uh, team name. That's slash logo. true, which was dumb. Hockey's so dumb. <laughs> what a dumb sport. They're gonna they're gonna be named the Seattle Cup of Coffees. Yeah, I honestly And play Starbucks at Starbucks Arena. Involved. Oh, they'll definitely get played. The Seattle Super There's no chance they're not playing. The Seattle the Super Summit. The Seattle yeah, the Seattle Trente Coffees. I'm more of, kinda, I'm more of NT guy, so coffee has to be involved somehow. Right, oh. and they're gonna have that. Remember the the stupid Dunkin' Cup beans. You remember the you remember the stupid cuppy cuppy. <laughs> That's their mascot. You know what's funny? I don't think they was they didn't do any of that let like this year. Last year they you had the fun cuppy in the stands. They haven't had cuppy in years. You had to shoot really? the T-shirt at cuppy to see if you want you won something. Well, now you gotta shoot it into the apple. Right, oh. they give you a bigger target, <laughs> but it's cuppy. harder to hit it. Yeah, it's been at least two or three. At least, at least two yeah. since they've been doing the big... Yeah, I Apple. guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Anyway. Uh, wow. Now we're super excited to find out what they're going to be called. But apparently that this hockey team is going to open up for the basketball team to go back there, too. So Makes sense. Well, that, that's where they built the arena, right? Right. So they, they tore down the old arena to build up this arena. For both of them. For both of them. Or... Or they they have the old arena. One of the two, either they put it in a new spot and they have the old arena for the uh, the Barzell team, the whatever they were, the junior team. 
that he played for. The Thunderbirds? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they don't just call the Seattle team. And, you know, I mean, Thunderbirds is a great name. Anyway, I should just steal it. <laughs> just transfer the, that the team to the league. Forget the draft. Right. Just, just call them the Thundercats. Call them the Thundercats. Yo, they better have, like, the theme song from the show. That's what I'm saying. Go, <laughs> call them the Thundercats. Be, in their intro the video before they, come out, before they come out on the ice? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, what's going on, boys? Everything good? Yeah, everything's okay with me. Seven years we've been doing this, Danny. Crazy yeah. to think. Yes, very crazy. I feel like Hurricane Sandy was a lot longer ago than that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that means our our photos of us watching, learning the the Nick game plan is coming out soon. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> that was fun. Well, we sat across from Jose Reyes at a Knicks net preseason game yeah. at Nassau Coliseum. Hey man, it worked. It was awesome. Why would you go? So, no, because we saw the tickets were really cheap, and that was the year the Brooklyn came out. Crazy to think the Nets are seven years in Brooklyn. That's even crazier if right. you think about it. I, it feels like they've been there forever. Like I, I it's like New Jersey was only two thousand three, and they I was actually, like I was, show. I was actually gonna say the opposite. Really? Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, well, what happened was me and Steve bought $10 tickets, and then they saw one of Steve's uh, hookups at the Coliseum goes, we need people to look like like it's sort of filled. So we were two lucky ones to sit next to the next bench in halftime. So it was pretty cool. Literally, literally, we were ready to leave, and he's just like, come with me. I'm going to give you better seats. I was like, okay. Wait, but what does Jose Reyes have to do with anything? No, he, he was, was there. there. He sat courtside. Why was he at the preseason? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. He was. He has better it. things to do. It was 2012, Vin. So it was Apparently, right before he was like, leaving for Miami. Yeah, like he literally signed like like a month later. Well, Marcus Stroman's giving him his number back now, so he can yeah, come so. back. Right now, we could resign him. Duh. I mean, his numbers. That's a number that will get retired, and people will be annoyed. I have. A oh feeling. my God! Yes. The backlash of that is going to be outstanding yeah but if yeah. you think Hopefully about that's it like he is one of the best of all best mets oh for sure oh yeah no you're not getting an argument out of me about the terms of that but yeah definitely deserve it i think at least now the that, hall of fame at least yeah, the hall now, of fame for him I, I do like yeah i do like how that the mets are like who we, we we want to retire david rice jersey so he really need to step it up on a bunch of other jerseys. We need right. <laughs> They're like, David's not getting to the Hall of Fame, so we got to get Keith up there. We got to get Strawberry up there. Probably Carter. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to catch up. You said it last night. But They're going to do one a year. They could, yeah, they could do one. They could probably do David, maybe Keith first, and then David after they do Kuzman next year. I uh, think. They're waiting for Keith to want to be done with the booth to transition David into the booth. I don't even know if he, he doesn't want to do anything. He's like he's got young kids. He wants to just be home and you know. Well, be with, I don't know if you're watching Keith kids. Hernandez's Twitter feed, but he's pretty bored too. Okay, but he's got a cat, <laughs> not kids. <It's> different. 
you know, he goes Twitter live like all the time, and it is yeah. the funniest thing in the world. And you can't stop watching because it's just he has no idea how to use the camera. <laughs> no, the best was the other day. He the people are asking him, "Hey, you want to be the Mets manager?" And he goes, "Absolutely not." <laughs> yeah, he barely even wants to be an announcer. Yeah, he never wants to be an announcer. Well, it's just a matter of time before Granderson does it. So, I don't know. was he good? I don't know. I didn't watch yesterday. He was doing well, he the did the pre and the post. Yeah, he did the pre and oh, okay. post on TVS. Yeah, but that's ideally the 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 stepping stone. Oh, no, of course, of course. Look at Smoltz. Smoltz, 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 was, Smoltz was always a, a pre and post game and then turned into who I think is really good in the booth, to be honest. Yeah, I, I got it. I always, yeah. li- I always like the, the good players in the booth. Like, listening to Ron talk about a pitcher is always great to listen to. Right. And it's the same thing with Smoltz. You get you get that, like, you can actually get a take on the pitcher that's on the mound. Yes. Well, I mean, obviously I want him. We'll get into him later, Girardi. But him and AJ Pazinski are really good together. Oh, the, it's, but it sounded like too. Girardi wanted to murder him a few times, though. Well, because he kept saying, like, he asked him about Pete, and then he asked him. Uh, he said something else the other night about managing whatever. He, he was talking about his Joe was talking about his family, and then he's like, "So, is your family next New York or Chicago or or Philly?" And he was, and he just like, "Yeah." There's no, no so thanks. there's so much of me that thinks that Girardi's the perfect scenario, and we're gonna talk. We'll talk about it later, but he's gonna end up in Chicago. He's wanted that job in Chicago for a long time. No, I think it's, I think it's going to be David Ross. But anyway, well, like we said, we will discuss yeah, that. Let's, in let's make right sure now, we save we, time for that. We are definitely sitting here watching London football in this really nice arena. Kind of looks like the Falcons stadium in a way. Yeah, yeah this they, is the they mentioned one, right? that they made – this is Tottenham, and they said that they actually yeah. made it for football. Well, for I actually – I looked up the Wikipedia page, the um, – it's a football rugby arena, mm-hmm. which they can also transition into soccer. So they do play soccer there too, as you know, all that Obviously. fun stuff. But with that being said, let's go into the leadoff. Leading off. All right, welcome back. As we said, we're sitting here watching the London game at, you know, it's early Sunday morning. So, I mean, it got me to thinking. Also, my dad asked me last week, so let's just see what you guys think. Will there ever be a official London home team, or a London-based NFL team? I personally don't think so. And the reason being is obviously the travel, because now when you play, they give you the bye week. Is it... Is it only after, or they give you either before or after? It's usually ninety nine percent after the buy. I've never after, seen one before. Right. Yeah, I don't so, think I've ever seen one before. Yeah, right. I, so it's usually after, and they can't give people bye weeks. You know, after when they go have to go there for week two, or even week one, and then if that team has to be on the road, let's say they you know they have three road games in a row, which is not uncommon. Are they going to come back? Are they going to just stay in, in, you know, America? I think getting people, you know, free agents to go there would be a pain. I don't think it would be a good idea. I, I enjoy this, you know, the, I guess, novelty of the of the playing the games in London. And, you know, 
you know, they're on early and they're, you know, uh, standalone games. I don't think it'll work for a. Um, what do you guys think? Do you want to go first, Steve? Um, so I kind of like. I was thinking about this and we were talking about this a little bit before is that like I was looking up about this stadium that they're playing in. And because it got me thinking, talking about it a little bit off air about if we're going to put a team there, did the Jacksonville Jaguar owner spend any money on this place? It doesn't look like he has, but it definitely looks like something that he could eventually invest in. Because, like, for example, right now there's no naming rights, but they're looking for someone to put naming rights in there. So, you know, and they've always been talking about the Jaguars being that team to travel there. But then, like you said, it's like, how do you work this into a professional schedule? You're going to have to have eight home games and then eight road games. And what if it's the playoffs? What if they? What if a team moves there and they make the playoffs? Now, you're play, let's say they're the number two seed, so the team wins a wild card game, travels all the way to London, plays in plays the number two seed, but the number one seed wins their game also. So now the London team's got to come all the way back after spending basically three weeks in in London for a playoff game right off the bat. You've yeah, noticed, like, you've you have noticed it's come a long way since the Giants Dolphins London game. It's definitely sure. come a long way, and the, it, the London game used to they get like mad, right? But now you can see like it's easier for teams to do it. The, the travel's a little bit easier. The Giants literally the week I remember that week they went like that the night after right after their game the week before they traveled. Got there and they were there all week. Now you see teams not going there till like Wednesday. To only go for a couple of days. So, I don't think you're gonna see a team there to be honest permanently, at least anytime soon, until they can figure out completely like, all right, this is how the schedule is gonna work. Danny. Yeah, yeah, it, it's gonna. It would be a complete nightmare for at least the first couple of years because they would need to have their own facility in America. For especially for obviously they're the only team in a different country, they would have to fly in and stay over that those couple weeks. They would have to have a couple game road trip and then a couple game homestand for that to happen, and it would have to all happen to be in the middle of the season because obviously that's how the bye weeks work out. So it wouldn't be fair to that London team, especially they most likely are going to have to end the season on the road like three or four weeks at a time and that doesn't seem right and like like you said with the free agencies and the draft process of all that other stuff of like people coming you're going to be staying in america for those facilities so i don't know like that like that makes everything like let's let's how about how about this idea like i know that the canadians have cfl but if we were going to have a team in another country, let's try it in Canada first and or those type of things in, right. in North America type of thing. But I, I like the novelty of uh, the London games over the last couple of years. It's definitely gotten better. They've like fixed the fields up more for the NFL game. Like you mentioned, Steve, the, uh, the giant game in the first couple of London games, the, the games were brutal because of, the soccer style pitches, which they call the fields there. And it's uh, obviously a lot higher. Basically 
basically picture most of the fields like Soldier Field or or um, Washington. Those are the two worst fields in the league, and that was basically the style of field for their uh, the the stadium. So obviously that's not really normally good for NFL product unless you're wanting to play sloppy and stuff like that. Like so. So Steve was saying, like, Jacksonville, we, people, you know, we keep thinking Jacksonville will be the team to move. And, and let's say they would do that, keep them in the, well, I guess they, like, it would be, south. yeah, it would be different. It would be different. Maybe, like, they split up the season with well, Jacksonville. You, like, it wouldn't be a smart, it wouldn't right. be a smart idea, but it would be more of a realistic idea, I guess you can say. Like, the Jags have to play like Jags play three game home games or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I it would have know. to be four, but yeah. Right. I and, get also what you're... Let, and also, let's face it, we've seen a, it's becoming a thing where Tampa and Jacksonville are two teams that are always there. See, like how they're doing the stadium yeah. now. Uh, it's pretty cool and interesting how they had that. Right. 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 It's pretty interesting. Well, I was I was looking at like the like a flight from like if you leave from here. It's and go around, to London, roughly around six hours because when I went to Rome, it was eight. Right. So it's it, I think it said seven and a half. So it's not it's not terrible. But if you have to fly from the West Coast, that's a twelve hour flight. No, if they have to play like Oakland or something, or if they have to play if. God, you know, let's say they really they become and they and you know the Chiefs have to go there. The Chiefs think it's no, not the Chiefs, but like Oakland or somebody on the West Coast, the Chargers have to take a twelve-hour flight to get there. That's insane. Well, that's one of those things they got to figure out. So if you're going to have a West Coast team going there, so let's say the Chargers or Rams, they got to play somebody like New Orleans in New Orleans the week before. Yeah, someone on the East Coast. You got you got to give right, them an East right, Coast right. game the week before. And they've right. done that, and they've done that. If I, to, to my knowledge, I'm not obviously you can't. I'm not going to look it up the, right now. But the, the, my the, knowledge, I think they have. There's done three a pretty teams. Job with that. There's three teams we're constantly seeing there: Oakland, Tampa, and Jacksonville, right? Yep. But here's the thing, and the football game is now over. Um, um here's the thing. You're not going to see Oakland going there anymore. There's no way well, Mark Davis oh, is no, going to give no, up a give up shot. a home game no. in, Vegas in Vegas the first couple the first at least five years. But like last with the Raiders, they did what you guys said. They played them. They played the Colts in Indianapolis the week before. So they were already you know halfway across the country, and then they had to go to London. Right. So you have to play somebody from basically the NFC or AFC North to the East. Right, somebody you know. You can't play a rivalry in game in the West. Right, you can't play the Chargers or at home. Right, they're right. Yeah, unless you're going to set up Tokyo for a new game, then you can send them that way. Send them to Hawaii for a week. But um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think there's a. There's like um. So when my parents went when they came home, they said the coolest thing was all the people that were from there that were at the game. But nobody really had any support. Yeah, you could tell that. And <laughs> so the question becomes, like, will there, if a team got there permanently, like, again, three teams are constantly there. You see Oakland, you see the the Bucks, and you see the Jaguars. But you still don't see, like, full support just for those teams. Like, every time they show the crowd, you're seeing more blue in there for Carolina. 
than you are for Tampa. Or, or but it's also just like random jerseys, you know, random. Yeah, NFL. I just right. saw an Eli Manning jersey and a bunch yeah. of others. But like, I think, like, I think if anything, I think there would probably be a little bit more Panther allegiance to like people just because of Cam Newton type of thing of like a guy like that sure. is pretty much like a, obviously not a world known, but he's definitely like a, okay, that's Cam Newton. You've seen him on YouTube. You watched a couple games, NFL markets around Cam. So, you know, Cam. right. Right. And his interviews and stuff, whatever. If he's popular enough, people have know who he is. Yeah. But then you also have, um, you also have the, Mike Evans, also another top 10 jersey guy that people sell, and but you don't see him over there. So it's like you're sending these teams there, but you're not getting those teams that you're constantly sending to be popular because they don't have yeah. anybody on them. Exactly. You're only sending them because they can't sell games at their own stadiums. Mm-hmm. We, now, also, we talked to- And that was the funny thing. Yeah. Um, that was the funny thing when I was in Tampa Bay. It was funny, like, because obviously I didn't know the Buccaneers' schedule. And you know how do the they do – most teams do the – Join us the next game, and the next game was not until like November. I was like, "How is that possible that they're on the road the next five weeks?" I'm like, "Oh, they must be in London." Sure enough, it's today. So it was. It was like, "Oh wow, it's that I just bad." Don't like. We talked about this with baseball with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I don't like them putting the division games there. Yes, yes, time. I saw that but on they, Twitter today as well. They did it with the Jaguars and the Titans few yeah. weeks ago it shouldn't be a division game and pft pft did say that uh florio did say that in his tweet yeah, i i i, I, I would try that. to not to i 100 agree with that like because like it, it takes away the home right. field and everything like that and the, the just the right. division scenarios right i mean yeah. this game probably would have played out the same way but well the tampa won the first game couple weeks ago on Thursday night. Tampa oh, won right. week two. I forgot about that. But like Danny was saying, like you've noticed this often with these games also. It's teams are like five weeks without actually playing home games. He's dumb. Right. No. Like, you're basically no. saying, hey, your your stadium doesn't make any money, so we're going to take you away for five weeks. Like, right. Let's avoid you making money at all by not – even having a game there for five weeks. Which is why the two teams that have, well, two of the, I don't know if two teams in there yet are Dallas and Green Bay. Just that, it, I mean, they would sell great internationally, but I don't, yeah. they don't want to take it a home game for revenue. And it was There's funny. no way Jerry will ever give up a home game. No, no, no. And it was, and it was funny. I like, I remember specifically talking to Nicole, and I'm like, what the fuck? How do they not have a home game? Between week three to after the bye week, and I'm like, oh, right. they, they must be playing in London because that doesn't make sense. There, there all. are owners who have said, and it's including um, the Maris and Jerry Jones, they will not take away home games. If they want their teams to play, it's a road game for them, and they will go. Oh, yeah, but for sure. only if it's considered a road game for them. And Dallas hasn't. Uh, right. I know for a fact Dallas has never played in London. There's like but that would be that would be a, that would be a spectacle, obviously, because they're the Cowboys. Think- that would be like, the, like that would be the same effect like when the Yankees and Red Sox played there. Right, right, it, right. Like it, it would be a big deal. Right. As much as I hate admitting that. 
Uh, but yeah. There's like a list. I forgot who it is. There's a certain teams that have never <laughs> played in London. Like I said, I know I know Austin Green Bay or two of them. I don't know them the other one. New England? I don't think New England's gone. Uh, but like you, you could make it road game, which the, I guess yeah, you could make make it road games for those teams, and they would you would think they would sell well. I mean, they, these games don't really have a they don't really have a problem selling tickets for them. I don't think it always seems full, regardless of who's there. New England has apparently played three international games. Really? Remember that yeah. counts Mexico also. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And New England went in 2012, and they actually went twice, 2009 oh. and in 2012. They went there. Oh wow. Okay. That's a long time ago. Don't remember. Cool. It looks like every team, but who's? Except There's... maybe Dallas. Well, did da- I'm sure Dallas probably played in Mexico. No, no Dallas. Uh, oh, Dallas even... did. Dallas does have one game. Internationally, it had to be in London. So, so the Packers are the only team. Apparently, according to this, there's an article from ESPN. Well, in 2014, the the Cowboys went and beat Jacksonville 31-17. And it says the Panthers and Texans will play London games during 2019 season, leaving the Green Bay Packers as the only NFL team that will have not played a game in the United Kingdom. Okay, so they're the only ones left. So that's the only one. Okay, I don't know why we went to Winnipeg for a preseason game this year. Well, Vincent, you, <laughs> Vincent that doesn't even gotta... count. You only played eighty yards. Hey, Vinny. Yeah. You got to call your other owners and and set something up. All right? That's the problem. You can't get all the same people on the phone. It's a big conference call. <laughs> right. That's a big deal. Like you got to get everybody together for that type right. of stuff. You got to have three hundred on a conference call to try to get him to go to London. I don't know. You and Fess could figure that out, Ben. I know it. You guys can make it happen. I mean, Fess, don't get me. We started back <laughs> Shot town. With that being said, we're going to go listen to a little more Division 1.1 with a vengeance. Be right back in. Tries, your blood tries as you tire. All right, welcome back to the SD podcast. You just listened to With a Vengeance with Division 1.1. Um, as we mentioned before, uh, football already started uh, this morning between the Bucks and uh, Panthers, which has been a pretty much a route for the uh, Panthers so far. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, that one, t- his second touchdown, which was clearly just a dump off. And he broke a couple ankles, and uh, nasty stiff arm to Bush was really impressive. Um, uh, I want to start off with the giant game with the Patriots from Thursday night. Um, it's going to be more than quick, unless Steve wants to uh, act on it as well. Um, I was really, really, really proud on the way the Giants played on Sunday. I mean, on Thursday, especially against the Patriots, they were 17 point underdog, which they didn't cover, unfortunately, but. If it was one of those, if you watched the game, the game was a lot closer than what the score indicated. But if you didn't watch the game, you definitely thought the Giants got smoked kind of thing, games. But for the most part, the Giants defense played phenomenal. Um, the offense, eh, what are you going to do? You, you're missing your top 
four the top three players and your back, other backup running back. You weren't really expecting much. I thought Jones played all right, granted with the three picks. What are you going to do? Uh, it was one of those games. Definitely, they played hard the whole game. So that's a that's a building block game that, all right, in a couple weeks or hopefully in a year, all right, we can hang with the best teams in the league and let's see what happens when we're playing lesser teams that hopefully we can find a way to, to pull these games out type of games. That's the way I took that game. I was very proud of them with that being said. Um, so I'm excited for next week against the Cardinals, who are obviously not the New England Patriots. So it should be interesting to see if we get our guys on offense back and if the defense can do that weekly. They do that weekly. We can be in some talks of, oh, maybe we're in the hunt in December, and if we don't make the playoffs, yeah, that sucks. But all right, we have something to build for for next season. So that's the way. That's what I took out of uh, Thursday night's game. Like you said, they were they were right there, driving in Patriot territory, down by a score, and the, he threw a bad interception. That one, third one, I guess that was the third one, rather than the second one. I don't know. Uh, the 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 Gilmore one, I think, was the worst one. That was the yeah. last one. Yeah, the last. He, one, yeah. he got that? fooled. Yeah, that one was a bad one. But the other two, like that was the one thing the Giants receivers just got no separation from the Patriots at all. Um. And he was able to throw in tight windows. Yeah, two out of the three interceptions were uh, either tipped or hit at the wrong possible times, and that happens. So, but the third one was really bad. He just got fooled by Gilmore on that play, who's arguably the best corner right now. So right. you just got to keep your cat to the Patriots' defense. is definitely the best that they've had in a very long time. And Brady didn't even play that well, and they still found a way to take care of business. And they're, they're the Patriots, so it was just he hasn't one of been those. Well all yeah, it was just one of those games. Um, they were the Pats returned a fumble for one of the touchdowns, right? Like at the end, punt return. One of them was a punt return for. They blocked the punt. The blocked first the punt. Touchdown. Yeah, blocked the punt. The other one was a pick, pick six. Oh, it was a pick six. But okay. I knew they scored a defensive touchdown later in the game. And that yeah. was kind of what put it away. But Yeah, Hilleman uh, fumbled. Right. It was no longer on the team. Yeah. Which yeah, was, got, uh, I Buck feel, Allen. yeah, we got picked up Buck Allen. And we'll see what happens. And honestly, with the Giants injuries, it's going to be interesting to see what Barkley and Ingram does. Um, Shepard. Second concussion in the first month of the season is never good. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with him for the remainder of the season. Um, but the other two guys, hopefully they come back relatively soon. Um, but Shepard, I'm not really counting on him because of the second concussion. Like, wherever he comes back is going to be great. You know what I mean? Listen, they they showed signs of everything. You're most likely going to get Ingram, the way it seemed like, they, they made it seem like Ingram would have played if it was a full week. Yeah, I, that's what I took out of it as well. So, there's no question about that. And also, Barkley also may have played if it was a full week. And I said this a couple of weeks ago when he returned to practice. It was like, we had the perfect scenario to wait for the Cardinal game for Barkley. Exactly. Like, and when, when we talked about it, we both agreed that 
the Cardinal game was probably the best situation. And originally, the weather for Thursday night was supposed to be a nor'easter type condition. So obviously, that wouldn't have been good for either of them to no, go out. Definitely there. don't want high ankle sprain in the rain. And that was what's supposed to. Luckily, nothing came about it. But yeah, but originally it was supposed to be like nor'easter conditions and. 45 mile per hour winds, which was sort of the situation, but the rain was supposed to be on that. So, and it's going to be by the time we play the Cardinals, it's going to be around the month since he since he played in the Bucks game. So, that seems about right. Right, and just bringing him back on the field is going to open up the dimension. Just to you know, you're not it's going to you're not exactly afraid of Hillman. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Even Gallman, even Gallman, like even though he played well, you know. You're not. You're not. Oh yeah, they're not. Neither. Yeah, neither of them are Saquon. Right. Um, and and the one thing, the one player I do like, and I mentioned it last week to you, Steve. I really like to see the potential of what Slayton has at wide receiver, um, in the upcoming weeks to years with him, especially with him and Daniel Jones, already, like on in sync working together. With, uh, yeah since day one so it's really interesting to see with those two but with daniel jones um i want to hear vin's aspect of it um from a non-giant aspect but i think with daniel yeah he's had multiple picks the last more picks than touchdowns right now but the the good i've seen enough good to be excited to see what happens with daniel coming forward the rest of the yeah, season I, I would feel the same way if I, from what i've watched um the accuracy is there which is obviously the most important and the arm strength has been there too we talked about his mobility you know and how that's going to be a, a fact we have to have that these days a couple of the interceptions obviously have been bad the one he i think it was the second one he threw in the um not against the pats but who against the Vikings, right? Oh, so again, yeah, they, yeah, the Vikings, yeah. right? This the second one he threw, he threw late, and it was like it's so it's if it's just those kind of mistakes that those are things that are gonna happen, you know? Yeah, a, a late throw over the middle, or you you know, like you said, you get deked by a a, a Stephon Gilmore in the Patriots defense on a coverage. Those are things that come with time, but. I- Throwing the ball wise, decision making, I've I liked what I've seen so far. And and to not be, I don't want to sound crazy, but the next three games are not the, they're not the Minnesota Vikings and they're not the New England Patriots defenses. So what we've, what he has learned the last two weeks were really, really, really essential for what we can have in the future in terms of. Because we have the Cardinals, we're going to have the Lions, then we have the Cowboys, which is obviously going to be a tough matchup, and then the Jets. So they can easily they can easily make their way to hopefully being 4-4 four and four, and then seeing what happens when they play Dallas in Monday night at MetLife. It, it, it's, the potential is there to be 500 when we play Dallas in a couple of weeks. They're 2-2 two and two right now, right? Or 2-3? 2-4. and three. Uh, two and four. Two, oh, they're two and four. I, I, yes. Fine. And they're so, playing 
you said Arizona and the home Lions. The Lions look pretty good. They're, they're, they're definitely frisky, but they, they can, the way they've been playing, I think we could definitely, in Detroit, give a shot at winning that game. That would be a right. that could be a steal game. But the car hopefully the Cardinals game is a game we absolutely win. Should be. My biggest That's fear with the Cardinals is, uh, is going to be Kyle, Kyrie Murray. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because when the defensive line is playing good, we're getting to quarterbacks, but we're getting to quarterbacks who aren't mobile. Mm-hmm. Murray's going to bring that dimension of can we get to this guy? And, you know, Jenkins said it, and he wasn't wrong when he said it. It's just the way he said it. And, you know, it's, yeah, not, he it's not normal. Ha- he doesn't have a filter when it comes to the media. Not only that, he doesn't know how to articulate, which is here or there as well on the situation. Oh, so that guy stinks. He played pretty – He, he wants only to play plays when, when he, he wants. wants to play is when he wants to play. That's his biggest knock, and me and Steve say it every week. Oh, okay. That's our weekly text. Okay, Jack Rabbit wants to play this week. That is our weekly conversation. Of on if Jack Rabbit wants Hate to play, he it. he either looks like the best corner in the league or literally the worst corner in the league. It, it, it mean, is the, very frustrating. The the holding or whatever defensive pass in the field. Oh yeah, that was not. He just, that was the worst coverage I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, but then he'll make that pick on Brady. Granted, that was a pick on Brady which was really bad on Brady's part, but he still had to make the play, and he was able to make a nice return on it. See, like that, you saw, you saw the Janoris Jenkins, the bipolar Janoris Jenkins in one game. Right. So, I don't know. Um, the Jets play the Cowboys today, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how rusty uh, Sam Darnold's going to be. Um, Sammy Spleen's back. <laughs> Sammy Spleen. I don't want to hurt my Spleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Talking about people dying. Wow, that was a heck of a catch. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think I, I'm gonna regret this in like two hours when it's fourteen nothing. I think Jets have a shot today. I think. See, this is the thing. We, 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 we love to joke that the Cowboys only play good against bad teams. So it's probably gonna be one of those games that the Cowboys win by like thirty points. I um it could but, be. I think but, it's gonna be close. And I think, and I, I really think they're gonna air it out with Dak today, especially the last couple games of him not being able to open it up a bit. But the the Jets, the Jets defense has played really well for all things considering the last month without having their top quarterback and then having to go yeah. to their fourth string quarterback. I mean, they should have like any human being that's an NFL quarterback, they beat the Browns. Like they should have oh, won that without game. a doubt, and and what's the Sivian got hurt on the first drive, so they had no right. shot. Now, I, you said you think they'll they'll air it out. I think I feel like they might go the opposite because of the way last week went. They couldn't get Zeke going; they didn't have a chance. Yeah. So I feel like they're just gonna try to like ground it out with him a little bit. You're you know you're you're obviously right with the Cowboys' way of winning. But I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be that kind of day that they're finally gonna find a way to have both working for them this year, uh, this game, kind I mean, of. Yeah. So like I think we're both gonna be right when it, at the end of the day, because it's just one of those, it's just one of those things that like it's gonna be interesting to see. You you know Williams is gonna have 
his game plan ready for against that. It's, right. it's really more about the Jets' offense and how rusty Sam's going to look, obviously. I mean, well, if they score the touchdown, it'll be an improvement. Oh, but I don't think CJ is playing. Not CJ, know. but the other ones are back today. And the Cowboys oh. are also going to be without two le- – I believe both their tackles are out, right? Is Smith oh. still out? Oh, I knew they were both banged up. I didn't know if both yeah, I don't know if they're out. Yeah, from what I know, they're out. Oh, and that's another thing with the Jets, which is scary. Um, obviously, I didn't watch the last couple of games because of conflicts with the Giants. Um, they gave up 10 sacks last week. Their offensive line is really shitty as of right now. They have to find a way to step up. And protect Sam Donald because obviously he's going to be rusty today. There's obviously he's coming back from mono and playing an NFL game a month after all this. It's really going to be impressive to see on how how he gets the rust off a little bit. So it's going to be interesting. And we all know, and I know Beningo's been joking about it, but we we know a lot of Cowboy fans, and we know they're a well-traveled team, especially since a lot of they're. Jokingly, they're the third team of New York um, City. It's going to be basically AT&T Stadium uh, North tonight, today. So let's see what happens with the Jets and how they find a way to maybe pull up an upset. We, we, we don't know. We'll see. What, we can only see what happens with that situation. So it looks like Smith is in, but Lalo Collins is out. So half of the tackles. That should be fun. And apparently the Jets are taking calls on Williams. Yeah, which... Yeah. It should. It should. Apparently, yeah, I saw an article. I didn't click on it, but they're apparently going on a fire sale as well soon enough. So I'm assuming Williams is one of the main... Uh... But this is the one thing about the Jets today is... They're actually going to be able to use guys like a uh, Rob. Um, what's this? What's the wide receiver? Robbie Anderson. Uh, you could actually use Crowder a bit. Um, too bad Herndon hurt himself when he was finally able to come back um, from injury. Oh, well, suspension. Then he got hurt. But yeah. So, I don't know. Wow, they're not putting the uh, Dolphin Redskin game on TV today, huh? At all? Are you serious? Technically, the Fox crew is there, but... Oh, oh, man, that means they didn't sell out, so that means in that city that's blacked blacked out. No, 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 no. I mean, like, that's not the main game on TV today. Oh, okay. I got the joke now. Oh, it should be. It should be. We need to watch that. All right, how many... Imagine that, that game, like a great game, like a 38-35 shootout well, or something. It's gonna, that, imagine if that game ends in a tie. Oh, I would love it. Oh, my <laughs> God. We need to root for that to happen. We, we, we need a tie. Um, if that happens, oh, the yeah. league the league's going to have to get rid of ties. Like, sorry, but no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. On the bright side, if they I wanted end to end in a zero-zero tie. That's what I. Wanted. If that game ends in a tie, though, on the bright side, you're gonna be getting. Um, the Jets can lose out and get the first overall pick. 
Yeah. What do they need to do? I mean, the first overall pick and the third overall pick is the same thing for that. Man. Yeah, but they, you could only have the third overall pick so many years in a row. But they're not going to take the quarterback. So, I mean, I don't know who else is there. There's no more Boses left. So, who, I mean, who's next? Offensive lineman. Next year's going to be an offensive lineman draft, they're saying. Well, they need, the Jets are going to need one, so. Yeah, the Jets are 100% going Because all the teams are drafting quarterbacks. They're already done basically drafting quarterbacks. Who really need, who's bad enough to need to need that quarterback, except for Miami? And even Miami, you can't really say desperately needs it. You never really. No, they nobody's do. Nobody's ever really seen Rosen play, like on a legitimate team. Yeah. Well, so that's the question. If you're Washington and you get the first pick, do you take Tua? You have to. But they already drafted Haskins last year. Yeah, but Haskins is, I don't know, if you watch that, terrible. Is he playing today? No. No. Keenum's back in. Keenum's back. Wow. And he might actually be number three. Wow. Wow. That, I mean, that's they clearly, terrible. But they clearly they, saw they, he wasn't they ready. Really, they really fucked him over, that Giants. Yeah. Let's be real they, on that one. They didn't even give him halftime to go into the game. They just threw him in the second quarter. The second Keenum missed the second touchdown, which they, the Giants got really lucky with, they were like, all right, you got to put Haskins in. Just dumb. Oh, well. I, Here comes the comeback. <laughs> hey, Mike Evans. I, you got to You get points for a two-point conversion? Yes, I do. Your league. In, in fantasy, yeah, you get two points. Your league definitely has it. Wow. Yeah. That shouldn't even count. It went off 20 people before it got to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, bad. man, after last week, bro. <laughs> wow, that was bad. Anyway, um, listen, Haskins, I was 100% convinced, was Mark Sanchez 2.0. A team was going to draft him. Come in, all this hype after one big year in college, and be ready to go. And then okay, after but- a couple of years, he was going to fall off. This guy, nobody in that organization wanted him except for three people in the front office, and including Dan Snyder. And the only reason but Dan like, Snyder wanted him was to make money. If you, if he's not ready, like they they, they said, you know, they don't feel like he's ready to start. Then he should be the third string quarterback. Like he well, shouldn't play at all this year. This team stinks. And the like, most alarming thing with him was the Monday night football game, uh, three or four weeks ago, before the Giant game. Whoever that Browns was that a Brown game? I don't know. The Browns have been on primetime so many times, so I lost track. Yeah, of I don't know. Uh, but they were the primetime game when they were getting smoked, and they were the 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 offensive coordinator and Keenum were talking, and it looked like like. Haskins was in a different planet and he wasn't even looking at the the surface while he was talking. It was like, I don't know if it's a fair picture to look, but a picture does say a million things. So, yikes. Not a good not a good look. Not a good no, look. I get what you're saying. Uh, but I think, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, with Callahan being the head coach, it's going to be interesting. They're obviously going to run the ball a lot with AP the next couple games slash rest of the season so 40 carries for 35 yards (laughs) do you see what that guy said that's disrespectful but yes that guy was literally like for the first time since i'm here we had a good practice this week i was like oh i didn't hear that who said that peterson Peterson. oh jesus 
Yikes. Yeah, they're I mean, they're they're definitely the one of the poorest yeah. run franchises. Yeah. I mean, at least the Cardinals have a plan, and like the Dolphins have a plan. Clearly, well, the Dolphins have a plan. Yeah, their their plan is to stink. I, listen, <laughs> it's a dumb plan, but it's a the the fact that you drafted a guy in the first round last year, and then you're like, we're so bad that we're not going to be good at any point in this time this guy is on the team. So you trade him. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. But they got the Steelers' first-round pick, and the Steelers are going to stink because Duck Hodges is playing. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're going to have two top top 10 picks or maybe top 15 picks. It's ridiculous what's going to happen. Well, at least you know it seems like Cam Newton's going to be a free agent next year, so... Somebody will take a shot. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> it's going to be go, interesting to Rogers see. Rodgers is going to retire after winning the Super Bowl this year. No, and mean, they're going to pick up Cam Newton, and everything's going to go backwards for the Green Bay Packers. I think Cam should go to Denver. We keep saying that oh, Denver's man, a quarterback. Oh, quarterback. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> for Denver. All he has to do is throw the ball in the air and let the thin air take it, and he'll, he'll be fine. I mean, he'll be throwing it over the mountains like Uncle Rico. <laughs> you know, I'm still saying the most interesting team quarterback-wise is Minnesota. Oh, maybe that Yeah, get That would be fun. Yeah, but they, yeah, we said, I think Danny and I said it last week, you can't just say, hey, Kurt, you're not playing anymore, even though we still owe you another $80 million. No. I think all the guaranteed, all the guaranteed money is done after this season, I think. Don't hold me to No, the whole thing. No, I thought. I thought get, they guaranteed all of that money. He got three years, eighty, I think $80 million guaranteed. Yeah, but I think it's already like eighty-four million guaranteed. Fully like guaranteed. Like it's after, Oh, after next year, maybe is. Yeah, yeah is next year's gonna be your last contract. year. Oh, it's only a three-year deal. Yeah. yeah, it's only a three-year contract. He's oh, making twenty-nine think, million dollars guaranteed a... next year. He has a thirty-one million dollar cap hit, and if they cut him, it's thirty-one million dollars against the cap next year. Who are they playing today? Do we know? Uh, uh, Eagles. The, they're hosting the Eagles. In home. Okay. But they're they're home, going so... to get smoked. No, but they're home, so you know how that goes. They're they're right. completely this different team. This okay, is I don't be know if game. you guys just saw the throw that this Allen yeah. just made, but that was terrible. No, that was bad. <laughs> I, this is going to be the game where he beats the Eagles, and people are going to be like, oh, that's, maybe Kirk that, Cousins. There you, exactly, Van. We've seen this one too many oh. times. You know what? And, I'm, go- I'm glad. Let it, let him keep going because I know he can't beat. Can you imagine if he took the more money with the Jets right now and how much of a show oh, that would have been? The Jets would, New York would be a disaster right now. He'd be, I don't know. He wouldn't have survived. There's no shot in hell. <laughs> just, oh, he was complaining on it, on to saying sorry on podcast to Thielen. That was a shit show. They were so lucky that they were playing the Giants defense last week. Oh, and what the uh, if we had some sort what of pass rush? I don't know, man. He's. He I, think, I think. I think. I think. was more upset that Thielen's becoming more of the guy, so to speak. And I, mean, I guess I don't know. It's there's just no been, chance. That the fact of the matter is, like, if, if, like, imagine if, like, all right, for example, last week 
yeah, they smoked the Giants. But imagine if they had a competent quarterback, how much worse that would the score would have been <laughs> last week. Because he missed a bunch of throws. We got to him a bunch of times. It's just one of those things like, wow, he, he is not that great. And it was the same three plays that the Giants defense couldn't stop. So it was one of those things. So it was like, oh, come on, guys. Stop the bootleg. The bootleg. All right, he's running out. All right, there goes Thielen. All right, Thielen's wide open. Let's let's have Grant Haley on him all game long. That was great. So, but well, that's, that's that's what the, the Packers did. They, they basically gave up any cutback run just to make sure, like, Diggs, not Diggs, Cook had, like, an 80-yard touchdown run yeah. off a cutback because they just put one of the defensive linemen, and they said, if he rolls out this way, you're in his face. We don't care whatever what else happens. Yeah. And it worked. That's how you beat them. Yeah. Because they, they like the misdirection. And so. you have to respect their running game. Oh, yeah, you do. That's He's what I mean good. by that. Yeah, that's what I mean by the Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's really good. Trust me. I watched him run all over us in the state of Florida. I'm <laughs> honest. He went to state. Didn't he? he went Florida, to Florida State. State yeah. Yeah. Didn't he go to Michigan State? No, oh, he went Florida, to Florida State. Oh, Florida State. I thought it was Michigan State. No, oh, he was the last good uh, Florida State player. Got it. Who went to? There was a Michigan State running back too, though. Le- Le'Veon. Oh, right. Okay, there we go. I knew it was someone. And you're thinking of uh, the ta- terrible quarterback, Cook, from Excuse uh, me. Uh, Michigan. Right. Excuse me. Connor, Connor Cook is going to be a, the number one pick in the XFL draft this week, okay? Oh, Steve, Steve, by the way, <laughs> did you see TJ Jones' uh, tweet about the XFL? No. He's like, by the way, he goes, by the way, whoever put me on this list, this is definitely not what I want to be doing right now. My goal is still to be in the NFL. <laughs> so did, you like, see Will, did you see Will Hills on there, Dan? Yeah, I, yeah, Steve, <laughs> yeah Steve told me. Yeah. I hear everything's <laughs> legal is- in that league. Yeah, no, I, I thought, yeah, I thought you couldn't be arrested. I thought that was the number one rule. I guess not. <laughs> I guess they had to bend that rule a little bit. No, but imagine if Will Hill just, oh, man, he should have, that's what should have been with him, man. He he had that good half a season with us and a good couple of weeks with the, the Ravens, and then he just couldn't stay out of trouble, unfortunately. Wasn't he the guy you had his jersey, Steven, you said? No, you didn't. You didn't have a Will Hill jersey, did you? No. Oh, okay. You you, who was the bad? You said you there was a guy who was a first round pick and he was terrible. Had his jersey. Aaron Ross. Yeah, that's Aaron what Ross. it was. Aaron Ross. I confused the defensive back. Excuse yeah. me. In all fairness, Aaron Ross has two Super <laughs> Yeah, Ross did get us to two Okay. I mean, he didn't get us there, but he but he got us to Super He was on the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The first one he had a big part of is the second one. Mm-hmm. I remember that year. He he didn't play all year, and then he was late to one practice, so they benched him for the first half of the Jet game. And then he had two picks, including a pick six in the second half of the Jet game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he never sat down again. <laughs> he never sat again. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, and the Packers are playing Monday, right? Yeah, against the Lions. Tonight against the Lions. Um, Fantastic. We get to listen to. I'm never. What? 
we get to listen to them talk about how uh, overrated Matt Stafford is. But Rodgers has, I mean, not Rodgers. Stafford's been really good this year so far. Stafford, I don't know. He's an enigma. I don't know. He's that, yeah. He's in that that, that quarterback tier that it's like, Jesus, just just string a couple games together and that team is going to be really good. Right. I never really. I oh, mean, wow. I'm gonna, All right. Do you guys see this right now? Kyle Allen, first undrafted QB since Kurt Warner in 99 to win first four starts. Wow. Good for him. Um, I, it probably will be my undoing, and I'll probably eat these words tomorrow. But I never really worry about the Lions. Like they they could win tomorrow, but like in the long, you know, term season long, I, I the Lions just find a way to lie. You accept themselves. You accept that loss against the Lions. Mm-hmm. You expect like, to lose. Fine. Like they they lost to the Lions last year, and they still thought it was like. It just it is what it is. It's the Lions. Alrighty. And with that being said, let's go listen to more little Vision 1.1 and we'll be right back. Alright, welcome back to the S Podcast Show. As we finish up here, we're getting to a little uh we'll get to a b- playoff baseball talk first. Um we are now, tonight is game two of the uh, ALCS, so we'll be two games deep in each uh, LCS series. Yanks took game one yesterday, um, and the Nationals have taken the first two games in the NLCS yeah. because the Cardinals haven't had a hit in the first five innings of either game. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time that happened, just... Funny. Did you see the stat? The so Anibal Sanchez and, Scher- and Max Scherzer did it this the last two games. The last time it happened was Anibal Sanchez and Max Scherzer huh. in a series, and uh, when they were on the Tigers. So, just an interesting fact. Um, wow, that's crazy. I did not. The, I did not see that. It just seems like the Cardinals uh, wasted all their runs in the first inning of the of game five of the NLDS and they haven't been able to score since. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is obviously if the Yankees play the Nationals in the World Series, who we root for? The same um, thing we always root for, Vin. Anything else to happen? Take over the world? <laughs> yeah, let's take over the world. Um, I don't know. We need to get in a white Bronco and drive for 10 days across country on a police chase just so that we don't have to watch anything else. I mean, I'm rooting yeah. for the Nationals, unfortunately. Like, the, My only thought of rooting for the Yankees is that that might be the only thing. Like, those two get to the World Series. Which one winning is going to, like, slap the will pond? in the head hard I, enough to I make think, them do something. I think the Yankees winning would do more than the Nationals. Yeah, you know what sucks with the Nationals? We're the same exact team. Yes, there was we, beat, we, no, we beat them 12. We were 12 and 8 there, against them. Was there 12 was and 7. No, there's no reason why we could not be in the same situation as them right now. And, that, and that's why it makes me even matter about the situation. 
it's unbelievable. Just, um, good for them. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I actually want to see a parade at work. <laughs> oh, I, go, I'm hanging up. Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> no, but the first two parades I got were U.S. women's soccer. So it's, I kind of want a parade. And <sighs> I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like what Steve said. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be mad about it either way. Because I'm just so numb with the Yankees being good that it's just. All right, respect. I guess. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not happy or sad. I'm just meh, numb to it. Ugh. Well, anyway, I mean, and it's only one game, and the Yankees kind of dominated Granky last night. But like, but, but that's given. It's going to be one interesting ne- how interesting the next two games are. And it was, and Glaber, man, Glaber is so damn good right now. Really is. Good for them. And that's the thing. Like, I <laughs> they don't needed, want, like, they needed another guy. I don't uh, hate most of the Yankee players. No, like, I, I hate before they I got thin. <laughs> I you know, I don't hate any of the Yankee players. I mean, I hate Stanton, but that's about it. In all fairness, and then Stanton, I don't mind Stanton because Stanton has become my A Rod. That every Yankee, most Yankee fans I know, makes me want to root for Stanton so much harder. Right, because they hate him. Because they hate him. Right, right. In all fairness, Devin Facetimed us last night at a diner. <laughs> While we were sitting there watching the game, and he had right Alexa, the, and he had Alexa right start the, playing. The I'm feeling 22. I'm feeling 22. Yeah, where did that joke even come from? Because I, they just kept, they just kept saying he's 22 years old in the broadcast. Because that's like a Joe Buck stat thing. He just says, you know, oh, he's 22. He's 22. But like the barstool guys were all over it, and like the, it just—it's—I it, assume. That Ken, we, all right, I know you're a big schoolie, and yeah. I don't know if this is intentional since they're mostly Boston and anti-Yankee. But can they have any two of the worst people in barstool to be Yankee fans? <laughs> to you don't like. T- I see. Can't stand hubs. You can't stand. See, I like hubs. I think. Hubs stinks. Full disclosure: Hubs is a Packer fan too, so I I kind of like Hubs. Hubs I don't stinks, know. and and Who Tommy is... smokes is oh uh, Tommy's the worst. He just looks Tommy's like the worst. the worst human being ever. Yeah, he's the worst human being on the face here. <laughs> but like, if you listen to their podcast, I, like I, so they're not bad, but they're just the they're worst. Not. They're oh. I, I like. It, it, I think it, it's because of like what we saw with them with Carabas last year, and Carabas obviously has. Just the charisma of much better charisma than both of them right. put together. Like when, when like when Willie, like when Willie is with Carabas, that's perfect stuff. Because obviously Willie is gonna kill him if by like the slightest thing. Right. <laughs> but, but that's yeah. the thing, like Carabas and and KFC, they're playing like they're almost playing characters. Hugs oh, just- oh that, that's the one thing that the Yankee fans do not get, and it's right. hysterical. Especially right. with KFC. It's like, don't you get it? It's a joke, and you guys just keep on egging it on. Right. 
if you if you guys leave it alone, he'll stop. Well, he won't stop tweeting, but you know what I mean. Right. It's just like, well, like it's the funniest thing. It is I, really funny. I, I listened to the Yankee podcast the week after they didn't make any deadline moves. Just kind of to hear them like grovel. And they're actually like I enjoyed their analysis. I enjoyed the podcast. Oh, the analysis part they're fine in. But they're like, good. It's just the charisma they're not entertaining. They're, yeah. They're not entertaining at all. No. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like this is gonna be a seven gamer, six seven gamer for sure, either way. So but you just gotta you just gotta enjoy it for what it's worth. It's it's Baseball that we don't have any dogs in the fight, so to speak. So there's right. no stress level. There's no stress level for me, at least. But, like, I'm not uh, – whatever happens – I'm in the whatever happens, happens mode. Like, it, the Mets are not in it, so it is what it is. I'm, like, I don't think either series is over. I think the Cardinals have oh, a no. shot. Oh, definitely. They definitely have a shot. But, but see what – the the Nats are doing with their bullpen is very interesting and masking the crappiness of it. Well, yeah, like, and, and it makes me think. First of all, I, maybe their manager is better than I thought he was because I kind of thought that guy was a bum. But like, I don't know if Mickey would have the guts to do that. Oh, one hundred percent not. Basically, make Matt's the reliever. Okay. Every game, like, I don't. It wouldn't happen. Well, you know, it was interesting. There was a. They, I saw the highlight of one of the games, and it was from the Dodger series, and it was Bartolo. Terry made Bartolo the reliever. Right. For the postseason. Cameron. Well, it was Matt's. Yeah, go ahead. Go, no, Dan. go, ahead. go ahead, Dan. I was talking about the football game, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no, yeah. Like, it was basically that he ran the first three out, and then Matt's backup was Bartolo. Like, it was like a double, you know, one of the double starts thing. Yeah. Because, like, he did it. Well, I guess that wasn't a match start, but he did it the. The Ruben Tejada broken leg thing, Bartolo was on the mat. Yes, dude, that was a relief. Uh, right. Thor pitched that game. Thor started that game. They right? trusted because it was Bartolo was the only one they trusted to come out but of the bullpen. But then the fourth game, the the fourth game in the NLCS, Max loaded the bases in the fifth thing, and and I think it was Bryant Rizzo coming up, and he he brought in or, or Bryant coming up, and he brought in Bartolo and he struck him out. So like, yeah, that that helped. I mean, because. He kind of had to do it because he ran Tyler Clifford into the ground. But, like... Yeah, but you also got to go based on guys you trust. Who sure, do you but, tr- like... Who do you trust who has the experience to come out of the bullpen? You know, yeah. if you did like, it the Corbin, other way where you're starting Bartolo, Matt's never came out of the bullpen in a game. Do you trust but, him to be able to get ready and prepare himself to... That's the thing. That would be the situation. If, if the Mets made the playoffs... I would. I think Max would be the odd man out, unless they wanted to start a lefty. I would. If I'm making the rotation, it's Jake, Noah, Stroman, and Wheeler. Like, and Max is the one coming out of the bowl. Right, and they also did it during the season, so they gave Max that opportunity to. They did a little bit towards right, right before so the All Star break. With the Mets, those here. Here's the interesting thing with the Mets. I obviously I'm on the Girardi or Bus train. I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming you guys are as well for the most part. Like like I don't get the whole Carlos Beltran thing. Like especially since we're coming off of a brand new manager that doesn't really know things. Granted, Carlos Beltran is a different animal than what Mickey Callaway ever was as a professional baseball player. Fine, I'll give you that. But 
what's the point of going from someone that wasn't experienced going to another guy that wasn't experienced? That just I, seems a I'm gonna crazy. say I'm going to say this. If you go with Beltron, there's no question in my mind that the guy who coached Syracuse will be the bench coach next year. Okay. There's no like, question in my mind. Because when they brought in Callaway, they brought in um, what was but the, that's bench, the thing? The bench they coach. They didn't though. Riggleman, Riggleman. But when they brought in Callaway, they didn't bring in a bench coach. No, they didn't. Right. They, they had, it was somebody this. else. They brought him in this year. They brought in Riggleman. Right. Which really didn't help at all. Didn't change anything. No, but um, the advantage with the kid, the guy in Syracuse is he knows all the young guys on the team. It was similar to who, when they I brought in. I don't know who the Syracuse guy is. Uh, Lope, they keep talking about him as a possibility. Listen, I think. Oh, I have the Ro- Rojas, right? Right, What's right, his right. name? Luis Rojas. And, yeah. I, and I said this to my dad. He's the Wilpon option. And there's no doubt about it because it's not going to cost them anything for him. Girardi's going to cost you a million three million dollars a year to manage the team. Beltran and Rojas so, is not going to cost you anything because they have no experience. But the people, that three million dollars is so much worth it. I don't get it. It's only but that's the Wilpons. I know it's. I know that's the Wilpons, but that's the frustrating thing about the Wilpons. Like you're going to get that three million dollars back if we make the playoffs just for having a couple games at City Field. Right, and then, like like. Exactly what you're saying, Dan. If they and you're going to get Girardi, more people going to games because they're playing better. And they'll actually you, fill up a game in the middle of the week, not just the weekend. Joe Girardi right. alone will bring people to the exactly. stadium. Exactly. And they're going to get If you people, bring in... Do you know right. how hyped we would be? Right. That's that. It would be like, if you're that talking like itself. a level, like Anthony Rendon's 100, that would be an 80. If you just bring in Girardi, that's like you signed a big player and it costs you three million dollars. They literally don't have to do anything in the offseason. That's how that that's how clutch they would. Obviously, I'm not saying them not to do that, but right. they basically have to do minimal work in the offseason. For if us, they bring in Girardi and a couple of bullpen guys, they'll be everybody will be happy. Exactly. Look, look at what and Girardi did in Miami, in Florida. The yeah. guy was fired People in June. That. The guy was fired in June. Won the won the. Manager of the Year award, and got fired. I just and that was with a bunch and people of people and people forget that as well. So the the manager, the, the, I think I've seen, I think it was four people I've seen have gotten are getting interviews this week. Like apparently the Beltran interview already happened. I saw they're interviewing Girardi. I heard Rojas. They're interviewing Rojas, and then this other guy, Mike Bell. Yeah, I heard Mike Bell. The, the Mike yeah. Bell, and it, then there was another bench coach. Please know Mike Bell. Where's that Derek be... Bell? What is he doing? <laughs> but with the Mets, it's just one of those things. It's just they just gotta like just do the right thing. It's just it's just right there for you. We're that there we're that close away with having a manager that's that knows how to manage and he he's very good analytically but he's also a more of an old school guy that also will get the players going we don't need him to be their best friends we just need to win fucking games it does not fucking matter anymore just win games and terry was not terry terry's two managers ago but mickey found a way to get this team going in the second half but his in-game work was terrible. But obviously, in the locker room, he was phenomenal. So we need we need that guy to bring both into the situation. No nonsense type of guy. Get the job done, 
and we're going to hopefully win games with our pitching staff and our young young talent. We, when was the last time we had young talent on the field, not just pitching? Not a lot. We, no, no, not, no, 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 at long, least long maybe at least a decade ago. So we they got to they got to find a way to build on this season. So the four guys according to Mets blog is Derek Shelton, who's a Twins bench coach. Oh boy. Girardi, Beltron and Mike Bell. So this Rojas guy, they don't mention him. I'm, I'm, he's probably an option, but they don't mention him as getting an interview next week yet. Interesting. So, I mean, it's, to me, it's Girardi, obviously, but I wouldn't be. I, I'm not like with against, Beltran. I'm not against it, but what was the point of getting rid of Callaway to because he's, bring someone else in who's never managed before? You got to like, I I do, but I, I know he stinks. But it's like maybe one more year, he would have been all right. But a lot of the like. You know, Alex Cora and Dave Roberts. It's like having, I don't think having a first time manager is necessarily like a, a negative. Thing. It's I not just a negative, think Mickey but, stunk. but we, I don't know. It's just, I want someone who's been there, but if it's Beltran, let's give it a shot. I, I don't of know. the first time guys, Beltran would be the guy, but if not, you have to go, George. Listen, and Beltran's going to bring people in also. Like, you know, he was a huge part of the history of this team. To be brought in. He'll fill seats just based on the fact that it's Carlos. Yeah, and then ticket plans. Come on, like you're gonna get that three million back. Like I don't get, I don't get when they don't realize that. Right. It's it's just the simple thing. You're like just probably just a couple like if they show up, have fans actually show up during the middle of the week. And well, what a novel idea! There's all, there's your three million dollars, just probably from from a month, especially with all the pricing of everything at City Field, which well, they were they aren't bad, but you know what I mean. They were the fourth highest ticket increase this season. <clears throat> right, they Behind said like, t- they said ticket percentages went down, and the Mets were one of the one few of the teams few that, went that went up. Yeah, but the, but the but you know you watched every game. There, there, there were a but lot I'm still of games. Saying, yeah, there was you, a lot of games that were crickets. Sure, but just those couple of weeks that they got back into it. Oh, they definitely. went. They were so they went. I think it was like two hundred two hundred thousand tickets. They sold more. That's you know, I don't know a million dollars right there in ticket sure. tickets alone. Not to mention the revenue and shit that they you know made. Oh, You're yeah. paying for your manager right there. Exactly. I mean, it's just I. You got. I don't. I, I know listen. it's not the norm anymore, but you got to do it. Yeah, I think so. Got to find a way to do it. Um, hockey is slowly starting in New York. Um, the Islanders uh, finally won. Uh, how many wins? They only have. They have two wins so far, right? They have two wins. Alarmos got his first win yesterday in a shootout. Both of you guys yeah. were there. So, anything? Is it the same old the last couple of games type of thing? They just gotta get their groove going. Um. Yeah, I mean they. They got right. combination lines. They gotta get that going. Well, they, I mean they don't have enough <laughs> players. That's just the way it is. But like yesterday, they threw out, they they sat that Martin. They threw out a line combinations. 
and they played. I mean, they played well. They played well enough to win. They played, you know, a lot better than they had. They were getting killed. Like in Carol, they played Carolina on Friday night, and they had like one shot at even strength in the second period. It was like they were just getting dominated. And then the so Devils was, are straight trash. Right, the Devils well. are not playing good. Um, I don't know the Rangers. The Rangers only played one game this week, so and that right, was yesterday, they had and they the they weird four, schedule thing, yeah. and they lost. But what's four, his name one. scored? Um, Kako scored, scored his which is both, good for him. Yeah. I don't know. The Ra- I, I couldn't get a good read on the Rangers. Like you said, they played one game <laughs> yeah. this week. So, But the Devils, and, Devils man, whew, they got to get something going real quick. Well, they yeah, they, get... they, and they were up. They blew a big lead against four Winnipeg. Nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. Op- the home opener, season opener, yep. they blew a 4-0 lead. I, it's uh, Obviously, really early. Everybody's only played five or six games or four yeah. or whatever, four games. So mm-hmm. it's tough to tell anything at this point. Um, Varlamov has actually not looked bad. I know yesterday we said he got his first win. He started opening night and he only gave up two goals. He started the other day, I think it was Tuesday, and they let, hung him out to dry. Like he was, he had no chance. So I, I, I've been okay with him. Grice has been fine. So it's, you know. Their defense has their defense isn't playing as well as they need to. They need to kind of get involved offensively more, move the play a little bit because the forwards, you know, the team's built around the defense, you know, defensive core. So it just it's still early and get a little things going. Mm-hmm. I have faith in Barry Trotz. They'll yeah. figure it out. They said yeah, it even last year. Leonard Leonard started like four and seven on the season. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely way too early, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, they didn't. You'd obviously would hope for a better start, but this is what it is. Um, how was the alumni? How was alumni night last night? Interesting. Um, I, I found that it was an interesting. I guess. Uh, uh, there wasn't um, much interaction. What's the them? word? There wasn't a lot of interaction. There was. It was just like every, you know, break or so they would put yeah. like six or seven guys from different decades up on the board cool. and kind of introduce them. I would assume they brought Pop Van out since he hasn't been Nobody was team. on the ice. Not one guy. Oh, nobody on the ice. It was just in the booth. Like in the in like a Okay. It, it seemed like and each it was decade just, had a suite. Alright. It seemed like it. What was um two things I found interesting. Mike Evans just can't catch his ball. That's what I found oh. interesting. Oh. Um the the so like it was 2016, the Mets gave out their replica ring, mm-hmm. right? It was like it was a Sunday night game, and there was a line outside the entire day from t- like 10 o'clock in the morning. The game was at eight o'clock. I walked in the door at 6:58 last night, and there was boxes filled with rings still to be given out. So still a pretty good crowd. So yeah. There was there was a it was a fine crowd, but there was not the rush to get this very nice ring actually that they gave out. Like it was it's solid and it's actually really nice. Rosen and I got um, four each. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we're on the podcast, what I was said. <laughs> Nassau Coliseum at its finest. Yeah, Nassau. But Coliseum you know what's funny is like when you first walked in, and Danny knows this, like it was so easy to get multiples of everything at the old Coliseum. Yeah. 
at the old costume. They did a good job in like the main concourse, like the main entrance. Like they were tight. It was literally scan your ticket and the guy was right next to that guy to hand it out. So you couldn't go sideways or anything to somebody else. So that was smart. But it was like those those side entrances that you were able to kind of sneak your way behind the group of people walking in and kind of just put your hand out there and get an extra one. But it was just like the the, the difference in a line of people all day to literally at game day I'm walking in and there's no, like 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 I said the guy's box was full. But so here like, but here's it, the thing. Like, the crowd that goes to Islander games isn't as hyped up for the cup teams as the crowds been, that go to my games. When you yeah, go to baseball saying, games, you're yeah. getting people that okay. were basically just sitting through the 80s of baseball. They talk about the attendance is down. It's because kids nowadays don't care about baseball as much. Yeah, Ho- but like, hockey this is people, the only thing Hockey that people are done. more of a modern fan base. Especially after the lockout in, not the pe- this past one, the one before that. Not only that, it's it's been forty years since the first cup, so our parents are basically. I know it's only, just like, all right, how many times do we got? Like, yeah, it's great to see the guys winning the cup, but it's like, how many times do we have to? It's the same thing with '86. It's like, all right, it's great, but oh my god, I know it's '86. We get it. That's this World Series. Listen, they like, gave out. Like, they, they gave out this year at City Field the replicas of the '69 ring. Yeah. Zero hype compared to the 86. Yeah, I think it would well, crap about anything that did 69 was. Exactly, oh, yeah, but course. that's the same thing, though. Like, we grew up watching the 86. Basically, hearing about 86, hearing about how yeah, great oh, 86 86, was. 86, 86, 86, 86. The Islanders, they didn't talk about 80. They talked about four years of cups. Yeah, exactly. But, and, so. but, and the it, only... but if you know this is going to be a yearly trend the next four... Uh, next three well after this year next three years following years then it's something to be cool yeah i we i got the replica but like four straight years was pretty cool my whole point is they so i don't know if, if it was different like it was if it was they said on the on the thing that it was the first ten thousand fans get it i think the building only holds like twelve thousand people but if you really if but if you really think about it, it's completely different with baseball because there is eighty two home games in baseball. I know, and and the, you're just going for the giveaway nine out of ten times for those type of giveaways. But the fact that there's, there isn't there's ten thousand people in the building at seven o'clock is yeah, a problem. That, oh, one hundred percent a problem. That's what like I. That's that, my like, main. Oh, well, that, well, that's also hockey now because the, the tailgating has taken over hockey. This is alumni weekend Saturday night. It I mean, looked empty. Only... It, it, it looked really empty, and that was the problem last Sunday. There was no reason why the Islander game wasn't crowded last Sunday. No. Now my other point, and it is much less of a point, but I was happy because I was when I saw his name on the list, I was curious to see what reaction we get. Alexi Yashin got a big round of applause. Wow, really? really? I was oh. shocked. What? So see, I... like. I think this is the other thing. I think with our generation, I think our generation is the first generation to really understand the financials of sports and realizing that it's not the player's fault for signing the big contracts. I think our generation is the first generation to realize, like, and we're actually around, our whole lives have been around free agency. So I think we all understand, all right, listen, Granted, that was a trade, but 
we're not the idiots. He's not the idiot that asked for a 10-year contract for X amount right. of dollars. Obviously, I'm going to take a 10-year contract and know that I'm going to be substantially uh, financially ready to go for the next 10 years of my life, and I don't have to move, and I know the situation is fine. That right. like, I think our generation is the first generation, for the most part, because you know there are idiots in our generation to right. disagree with it. But for the more vast majority of us, I think that's really the key of it. Right. And really, like realizing whoever wears our jersey, we like, and then, and then whatever happens in playoffs and all that other stuff, we we get it. Like and it's like, free agency, I, we get it. We get it. Right. I don't think he was ever the highest played player in a league, but like realizing that being the highest paid player in a league is almost like half the time doesn't mean anything because it's just it's timing and but i don't think he was highest played player in a league but he was i mean he was making well, he was definitely he was one of the there. first with the 10-year contract yeah he was up there but yeah like i said he got a big round of applause i didn't hear any booze so i was happy about that because he i, I mean he wasn't great with the islanders but he deserved a round of applause. like you said it wasn't his fault with the deal i mean who wouldn't take it Right, exactly. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, snblog.com, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, all other podcast apps. Danny, Ben, anything else? So, no, enjoy your football today. Um, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully your team won. Um, go Jets today. Beat the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> probably not going to happen, but hey, why not? Um, so. Oh, man, how mad your dad's going to be. Uh, he would be upset. <laughs> Yeah, he already got mad at me for posting a JETS video. Well, I, I've been telling him, like, like, I think the Cowboys are a legitimate team, whatever. And he's like, no, they stink. They have a tough schedule. They're done. Like, they're going to win nine games. Uh, he's very down on the Cowboys right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, enjoy your sports this week. Um, if you're a Yankee fan, um, enjoy the ALCS. Um, Good luck, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? We're so, we're, just yeah, we're just so end. we're so numb. You're so numb to it, honestly. It, it is what just end end baseball right now. <laughs> yeah, season's over. Nobody wins. Mets win for firing <laughs> Mickey Galloway. Exactly. Lockout. <laughs> Lockout. Um. So enjoy, and we'll catch you next time. Bye guys. Peace.